we're very lucky to have here in Milwaukee someone who can speak personally to the experience of being a student uh, at Tougaloo and studying with Dr. Berinsky. Joyce Mallory holds a BA in Sociology, Dr. Berinsky's subject, correct, from Tougaloo College in Mississippi, and a master's degree in education and instructional design from Alberto College. Ms. Mallory brings over 40 years of experience in program planning, nonprofit management, and public service to her current role as a consultant for organizational development at the Nonprofit Center of Milwaukee. She has served in capacities as varied as Executive Director of the Fort Wayne, Indiana Urban League, the Malaika Early Learning Center, as Assistant Director of Planning and Allocations at United Way of Greater Milwaukee, as Program Director of the Wisconsin Council on Children and Families, and at the Silver Spring Neighborhood Center. Ms. Mallory was elected to the Milwaukee School Board, where she served for 10 years, including terms as board president and as chair of the Curriculum Instruction, Budget, and Legislative Committees. Over her long career in service to children, families, and communities, Joyce has also made time to serve on 15 nonprofit boards and numerous special task forces and advisory groups. So let's welcome Joyce Mallory. Good to be here. Tulu College, where history meets the future. I'm a proud Mississippian, and I'm an equally proud Tougaloon. I graduated in 1968, and on May 3rd, I will return to the campus and don my gold robe and celebrate 50 years of being a Tougaloo graduate. Founded in 1869 as a high school, um, on uh, it sits on 500 acres of land that was purchased by the American Missionary Society of New York. Uh, because, as uh, Dr. Kaplan said earlier, most of the early schools in the South were built by um, were affiliated and built and created by uh, religious organizations and the American Missionary Society. If the Tougaloo's logo has AMA in it, inside of it, and it has uh, United, uh, uh, my mother went to the Southern Christian Institute, which was a high school and a two-year college. She went to boarding school, uh, and the two campuses later, later merged. So I am one of four generations in my family have gone to Tougaloo. I have a niece who lives in Jackson who's on the board of trustees at Tougaloo, and her husband uh, was the first black board certified ophthalmologist in the state of Mississippi, and he too is a Tougaloo graduate. <coughs> Ernestine Willis is a Tougaloo graduate. If you know Ernestine, Dr. Willis, who who's works out at the medical college, she, left she got her medical degree from Harvard. Tougaloo used to have a real good um, exchange program with Ripon. I lost a couple of classmates who came to Ripon for exchange and never came back to Tougaloo. <laughs> they liked Tougaloo. Uh, Dr. Berinsky was an interesting man. We called him Dr. Bobo. We really, behind his back, never in front of his face. Um, you know, I was a little girl 
from, uh, from rural Mississippi who went to the campus. Tougaloo is private. It's a private school. And so um, one of the things that he didn't suffer that the others that you saw in the film suffered, he lived on campus. We had faculty housing, and he always lived on campus. Way after segregation, the, bear, uh, the uh, segregation had fallen, he did move to County Line Road. He bought a little house away from campus. But he is buried in the cemetery on campus. Um, and he did not have a family. He was never married. He was always single. Um, and we used to laugh about how he drove. He never could really drive because he couldn't. He was so short he did, couldn't see. <laughs> so he'd be coming, you know, go get out of the way. Here comes Dr. Berinsky. Um But as Joyce Ladner, who was, uh, uh, who is a, a well-known sociologist, um, indicated, he had. It, it was his mission to really develop scholars. He, I mean, you know, he'd give you this big reading book. I remember Degelos, you've got to read Degelos. And I'm going, what is Degelos? It was an academic journal that he made us read articles out of, and we'd discuss them. And, and I looked in my class, and there were only 15 of us who were sociology majors. So I never was in a large class. So you couldn't, you know, he'd know you weren't there if you skipped, so you had to go. Um, I read something that was very interesting uh, when I was preparing for this, that he, um, he served in the, in the army. He was a, a translator. Uh, once he escaped uh, Germany and came here, he was in World War II and, II and served as a translator. And when he finished, when the war was over, he had heard about the University of Chicago and he wanted to go. Um, and he made them give him the exam because he had a law degree, he had a PhD from Germany, and he didn't think he should have to go and get an undergraduate degree at the University of Chicago. He said, give me the exam and I'll pass it and you'll have to admit me to the master's program. And, and of course, you know, he didn't know English that well, so he said, I didn't, you know, they told me I was the worst reader they had ever seen. And I thought, he says, well, he says, no. He says, so he explained to him, well, you know, I, I was reading like I did in German, but it didn't work that well, but he got admitted anyway. <laughs> and that's where he got his master's from. And so he had met a, a lady from Mississippi named Edna Davis, and she talked about, you know, Mississippi, and he really didn't have really any idea what he was going to do once he got his degree. So she had talked about it, and so he... He decided to call the AMA, and uh, and they offered him a position. So he said he went to New York, and he interviewed, and they called him and told him he got the job. So the, he caught the Amtrak. It's called the City of New Orleans. That's the train that takes you from Chicago to New Orleans. So he caught the train in 1947 and got off uh, uh, Reverend Bender. Uh, uh, went to the train station to pick him up to take him to Tougaloo. And, and he stayed there his entire life. Um, Dr. Berinsky decided that he would, as Joyce mentioned, build bridges. So social science form, you know, we all went. They didn't say he served donuts and apple cider. That's what we went a lot of times for, was the donuts and apple cider. But 
he would say all of us who were sociology majors had to go. And, and he brought really prominent people to campus. I mean, you know, um, James Baldwin, you name it, Ralph Bunch, Dr. King, uh, all came as well as, um, you know, and on United Nations Day, I remember that, we, we celebrated, I, I don't know if they still celebrate it, but for the four years I was there, we celebrated United Nations Day, and that was part of his, uh, part, part of his doing. He developed the Social Science Laboratory, Social Science Forum, we did United Nations Day, and he really wanted to have us understand freedom of thought, that we needed to have world views and world perspectives on issues, because all of us had come out of small rural, majority of us, we had students who came from urban uh, cities like Chicago, New York, uh, who came to campus. But most majority of the student population was from rural Mississippi, uh, and he he wanted his students to be to 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 really be able to 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 have good thought, to understand the complexities of society, to to explore from all perspectives. Um, so that was that was part of what he did, um, and he he. He introduced all of us to the sociological associations. He would take you, if, if the meetings were nearby, he would take the students uh, because he wanted them to understand that if you wanted to excel and if you wanted to pursue sociology beyond an undergraduate degree, these are some of the things you needed to do to be considered a scholar and excellent in the profession. Throughout his life at Tougaloo, he maintained, a, a, he developed this wide network of people all over the country. I don't understand. I, I used to figure out, how did he know all of this? And who, how did he know all of these people that he invited? Because there was always, every, every Wednesday, he had social science forums. So that was like, and all these people came and went. But it was his way of developing relationships for, for his students. So he used those networks to con connect us to summer jobs, to internships, to graduate study. Uh, what Joyce didn't tell you is she got a full scholarship to Washington University for her master's and her PhD. And she did a dissertation on, uh, on the housing projects that the city of St. Louis blew up. It, uh, and it's a book. It's, it's an excellent book. It's probably the reason why they blew it up. Uh, uh, and she had a sister, a Dory, and a, and a sister was there when I was there. She and Dory were very active in the boy, in boycotts and sit-ins in Jackson. Uh, and he, he encouraged us to transcend the limitations of the segregated environments that we lived in. Uh, as a private institution, Tougaloo students played a crucial role in the civil rights movement in Jackson and throughout the state. Uh, in 1961, for example, nine Tougaloo stu students staged the first uh, Mississippi sit-in at the Jackson Public Library. Uh, and a lot of uh, Dr. Berinsky's students were, <laughs> were part of that nine. And, and some of them got jailed, and he would actually go to the jail and take them their homework. <laughs> 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 
as, as was mentioned in the film, he was uh, the, uh, kept under surveillance. Uh, you know, we had this thing, you can go do anything, you, you can go protest, you can do whatever, just make it back to the gate. Because once you get in the gates, the police could not come through the gates because it was a private, it was a private. Uh, and the state of Mississippi worked very hard to try to take Tougaloo's charter as a, as a college. Uh, because of the activism of the students and because they thought we were sheltering people on campus, which a lot of times we did. Uh, I was in that audience uh, when Stokely came to campus uh, and when Fannie Lou Hamer came to campus and all of the others uh, who came. Uh, so, he, so his relationships uh, with whites in the state and in the region uh, he established relationships, uh, a very good relationship with Millsaps College. Ms. Corker, uh, who you saw in the film, was one of his dear friends, and she was on faculty at Millsaps. And um, because our, our library was not as, we didn't have as, as many periodicals and research uh, books and papers, uh, um, he developed a relationship so we could go to Millsaps and use their library to do our research. Um, and he also uh, established relationship with the rab local rabbi in Jackson as well as the bishop of the Catholic Church and invited them both to campus. Uh, he, in the summer times, he worked at Duke and at uh, Vanderbilt because he needed to make a little more money than Tougaloo was paying. Uh, but he was very, very generous uh, with both his time and his money. Uh, he. When I, uh, I knew I didn't, want to, I didn't want to go to graduate school because I, I, I just felt like I had to go to work and make me some money. I was tired of just working little old jobs and not having any money when you're a student, you know. And so he asked, but one of the things he did, you had to have a postgraduate plan. You were either going to go to graduate school or, you, or he was going to make sure you had a job. So, but he made all of us take the G, uh, GRE. I, I told him, I don't think I'm going to graduate school. Don't care, young ladies, you're going to take the exam. Uh, so I took the exam and he called me to his office. He said, so, Ms. Parkman, what is your plan to do? I go, well, I think I'm gonna get a job. No, thanks, you can go to AU and get an MSW. And I go, hmm, I don't know. So I, he says, so you got to fill the application out anyway. <laughs> Just like he said, I had to fill the application out anyway. So I did. Then he says, so I'm selecting five students to go take the social worker exam for the state of Mississippi. And Miss Parkman, I want you to go. <laughs> I go, hmm, I'm not staying in Mississippi. <laughs> After being at Tupelo for four years, and the period I went in in 64 and graduated in 68, that was the height of everything bad that was going on. And after being at Tougaloo, being an activist, we set, shut the whole campus down my senior year. We didn't like the food, and we shut the campus down for a whole week. We sat in the gate. We let nothing in, nothing out. That was the only way in. They had to cut the, the chain link fence to let the trucks and so the faculty and stuff, we did not move. We stayed there day and night, 24-7. And by the end of the week, we had better food. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we were taught. I did, uh, 
we protested. We didn't like things. We we made sure that faculty knew and and we could go to the student government and say this is what we want. So they taught us really well. Um, but anyway, I went and took the social work exam. Five of us went to take it, and all five of us passed it. And I said, our scores must have been really high because they couldn't tell us we flunked. Because <laughs> I didn't expect to pass it. I go, I'm not going to be a social worker. And I'm not staying in Mississippi, but we passed, and they offered us all jobs. And they said, you can come to work. And they gave me an assignment way up in Tupelo. Well, that was way across the state. I didn't know anybody in Tupelo. Where am I going to stay? How am I going to get up there? And will I keep my mouth shut when I get there? <laughs> and I decided, no, I won't keep my mouth shut. So I didn't. So he says, well, you're not going to take the job. I said, well, I'm thinking about it. I didn't tell him I didn't take the job. But, but that's what he did. He made sure out of my class, half of my class went to graduate school. The rest of us were able to, because of the quality of the education we got at Tougaloo, we were able to uh, get a job and find our way in the world. But our charge was when we left that campus was that you will use your skill and knowledge to make life better for those who didn't have the opportunity to get an education. And so for 50 years, I tried to live up to that uh, uh, to that promise that I promised my, my, my mother when I came here. I only knew one family and, and I've been able to find my way because of the foundation Tougaloo gave me, uh, the, 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 and Dr. Berensky's belief in us and creating opportunities for us to challenge what we knew wasn't right, what wasn't fair, uh, in a way that helped us be able to, to shape our lives and have an impact on others. And so I've tried to, through my work, when I served on the school board, be a voice for, uh, for equitable education, because I didn't have that in Mississippi. Uh, and, and black children in this town are still not getting an equitable education, so the, the, the fight for that is not over. But he was, I can, I can tell you in my class, he produced, uh, there are three, four, five PhDs in sociology. One of my classmates headed up the social work department at Albany State, which is a historic black college. I have other classmates. One of the proudest classmates I have is Congressman Benny Thompson, the only black congressman from the state of Mississippi. Is a 1968 Tougaloo graduate, and so is his wife. And uh, another classmate of mine just uh, finished her tenure on the Massachusetts Supreme Court, and she's a UW-Madison Law School grad. Uh, so Tougaloo has sent its students, and Dr. Berensky has sent a lot of his students on to graduate school. Tougaloo produces, sends about 60% of its students to graduate school every year. We've had a, a relationship with Brown for early admissions to med school, and so we always have students going to Brown. We always have students coming out of Brown. My sister was an exchange student at Brown uh, when she was at Tougaloo. I have to tell you, I have a younger sister. We started elementary school together. We graduated high school together. We started Tougaloo together. We graduated Tougaloo together. She lives in South Carolina, and I've lived in Milwaukee for 50 years. Uh, 
Tougaloo always had majority white faculty, so uh, like the young man said, um, Dr. Berinsky was served, and, and we had, doc we had uh, Mr. Branch, who was uh, head of student life, and a uh, black female who was head of uh, student life for girls. Those were sort of our role models. The first black uh, president for the campus uh, was um, when I came in 64, uh, Dr. Owens. Before then, all the other presidents of the campus had been white. Uh, because they, and we always had a good relationship with uh, the Board of Trustees, Ma uh, majority of the Board of Trustees was white. Uh, a lot of them were from New York, where, uh, because they were affiliated with the American Missionary Society. Tougaloo, Hampton, and some of the other historic black colleges also had really outstanding art collections. Tougaloo had a very outstanding art collection because we had patrons in New York who collected art on behalf of the campus. Problem is, we never had anywhere to display it until now. And there were a few times when the campus got in trouble financially and um, sold some of it, but it's still a very nice collection with some of the top artists, uh, African-American and other artists in the country. Um, those of us who were fortunate enough to go to schools like Tougaloo that was small. Dr. Berinsky, there were 15, I think I mentioned this, there was only 15 of us in sociology in my class. So our classes were never large. We had an opportunity to uh, really have one-on-one -on -one time with him. He created the social science lab that was in the basement of Beard Hall. Uh, when he got there, it was a dungeon. He went and pilfered everybody's stuff from other classrooms because the president, he said, only gave him $5. <laughs> and he had all uh, uh, pilfered, went and had students go get stuff, and he created the, the laboratory in his classrooms in that basement, and that's where he stayed uh, until he stopped teaching and became ill and, and could no longer uh, do it. So all of us, all of us who were sociology majors and in the Department of Social Science at Tuvalu are indebted to him for what we know and what we can do.